Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and take a look at the snow. Bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate. Don't make that mistake. Greetings, holiday shoppers. There's just 122 days until Christmas, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, a holiday podcast about holiday movies that we talk about all year round. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I'm your host for this evening. Uh, Sitting directly across the table from me is Johnny Five. Hi. Uh, Karen York to his immediate right. Hello. With us tonight is a special guest. Uh, Drew Meyer is here. Howdy. Uh, but Drew brought us a a movie tonight's movie, and uh, so we're very happy to be talking about. No, you're not. <laughs> in a way, in a way, I am. Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this came out with last Christmas, roughly last Christmas, on the Lifetime Channel, and it's a movie about everyone's favorite internet meme, the Grumpy Cat, aka what's the cat's name? Carter Sauce. Carter Sauce. Carter Sauce. And good so, trivia question. Yep. So that was a trivia question. Yeah, yeah. Which they call it that because they started calling the cat Tard, and then when they started making a lot of money at the cat, they're like we can't call the cat Tard anymore. People might complain. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody complained. Even even the, the worst of cats does not deserve <laughs> to be called Tard. Well, it's Tard R sauce. Yeah. It's not exactly. Tartar sauce. I mean, yeah. it's it's not even it's spelt right. Yeah. Yeah. That gets swept under the rug quite a bit, I imagine. Yeah. Well, the the name itself, even because everyone calls it Grumpy Cat. Sure. It's Grumpy Cat. Um, but that's the sh- that's the movie we're watching tonight. Drew actually brought it to direct to us. He found a copy and came running and screaming into the studio, saying, "Please, please let us do this episode." <laughs> that's not even hyperbole. I mean, that's no, he, you're absolutely yeah. Yeah, you pretty much just did. Yeah. Beat down the door. Um, but first, before we get into anything tonight, uh, I do want to say that yes, we do officially have ChristmasCreeps.com as our website now. Woo-hoo. Amazing, wonderful, and also John pointed out to me that uh, Christmas Cre- or at Christmas Creeps was available on Twitter, so now we have that as well. Yeah, it used to be some terrible, dumb gimmick account that was like, "Oh ho ho, I'm evil Santa, kids," and then it got destroyed as bad Twitter accounts tend to do when they get inactive. So oh, our bad cool. Twitter account now is squatting on that name, and uh, we'll see how long it takes for them to think we're, you know, terrible and worthy of being destroyed. Yeah, aren't we really the worst Santas? We are the best worst Santas. Just bringing people terrible, terrible Christmas movies. We're the batterest Santas. Yes. (laughs) We're the most battered Santas. (laughs) (laughs) I would have made a joke that the the Santa in this movie got battered the most, but actually there was not a lot of Santa violence in this. No. Not really. There wasn't much violence at all, even. I don't know. I smell crotch. Yeah, and I've got an arrow to the foot. I mean, well, some of us came out better than others. That's certainly. True. So, to dive into this to this movie here, I'm going to ask Drew to please, in in five minutes or less, explain the plot of Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. Drew, are you ready? I am. All right. Three, two, one, go. A perpetually sad 15 year old Crystal can't find any friends, even though she tries. Uh, it's basically, basically Crystal is grumpy human. Um, uh, Crystal's mom, who is probably older than she looks, uh, wants t- Crystal to, I don't know, Crystal's supposed to be at the mall to have a job, and, and I guess we don't really ever see her do that, but she works at a pet shop somehow. The yeah. pet shop managed to get its hands on a million-dollar dog, uh, which they then show off on the news, which draws the attention of 
closeted gay rock stars, Zach and Cody, Donnie, Donnie, Zach and uh, Cody. who um, hatched a scheme to steal the dog so they can buy a touring van. Meanwhile, the A story is that Crystal is visited by a Canadian Indian comedian whose mouth doesn't move, dressed as Santa Claus, who gives her a wish, magic wish coin, um, and then tells her the URL for the kids at home so they can order their own magic wish coins. Uh, she tosses it into a wishing well so that she could find a best friend. Again, um, if you're given a magic wish coin, be a little bit more creative, kids. Yes. Um, her wish is to find a friend who she can talk to and who can understand her. So, of course, Grumpy Cat um, can now uh, speak to her and she can speak to the cat and it understands. Uh, they go on a series of adventures to an attempt to foil this robbery in a Home Alone-esque uh, meets Dawn of the Dead sort of uh, mashup, which involves a rousing Braveheart-esque speech in a pet shop full of racial stereotype, poor man's celebrity voice impersonators um, in various gerbil slash dog slash snake forms. Yes. Uh, which all comes to a head um, with a duel-esque game of chicken in the parking lot of the mall. The end. Good, bad, and the ugly, which they spent most of their money on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The The budget for this went to soundtrack rips-offs and, um, yeah. and uh, product placement. Is that the end of the movie? Uh, well, it was on our disc, uh, which <laughs> skipped. I'm a little confused because we watched the end of the movie and then realized that we were missing five minutes towards the uh, the third act and then went back and rewatched it. Um, so... Uh, should, do we spoil the ending for people who may want to watch it? Uh, yes. At, at the end of the movie, uh, uh, Crystal opens her presents on Christmas, and she gets Grumpy Cat and a new dad. I guess question mark a, a young new dad, a very young new yes. dad, and he looks like Xander Harris. He does. He's a little Nicholas Brennan from uh, from Buffy. Yep. All I want for Christmas is a stepbrother slash dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, five down. So, five in the sequel, we're gonna we're gonna get into some some um, shenanigans between the two of them. I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there are bound to be sequels to this. Oh, there are gonna there. be so many sequels to this. Yeah, because I mean, as you I know, understand, we didn't it, mention what the Grumpy Cat is voiced by Aubrey Plaza. Yes, who, I, mean, I didn't know who that was until yesterday. Yes. That that is the one and only selling point of the whole film is that Aubrey Plaza is voicing Grumpy Cat as a grumpy, 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 grumpy. Cat. Yeah. Meow. Meow. <laughs> so, so you you did it. You managed to get through the, the plot in about three minutes, and I'm surprised because there's not that much plot. Yeah. No, there's there's not a whole lot of plot. Um, there are things that happen, and uh, there are things worth mentioning, definitely. But uh, as far as actual story goes, not so much. There's not much plot, but there's what there is is meta narrative. Um, yes, this is definitely a film that recognizes the fact that it is based off of an internet meme and right. is in fact shilling products it has commercials for its own products in the middle of the movie as part of the movie oh also guest appearance by audrey plaza um who just breaks the fourth wall completely oh yeah uh, near, near uh, the beginning to, of the right movie. at the beginning of the as movie as and, and just in says the recording booth yep yeah i don't know her not personally or really i know that she's on parks and rec right yes, yes. um I can't tell if this is how she normally sounds or if she is just quite literally phoning this this piece of This is part how in. she normally that's, sounds. That's okay. especially how her the, Parks and Recreation character sounds. Well, okay. no, on everything, everywhere else I've ever seen her, her 
sort of snarky voice register is is like a whole step lower she she really gets deep into it and really sassy and so so in grumpy cat she was actually kind of bringing it up a little bit oh okay yeah yeah and the point is that she she's not ever like better than that really and anything that i've seen human she is she is grumpy human yeah it's sort of her her type as far as good casting goes they really did pick very wisely because she pretty much is grumpy cat on everything Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about how the Grumpy Cat has a genetic defect and literally can't walk? Yes. Tell us about that. Grumpy Cat has feline dwarfism, which means Grumpy Cat has really, really, really short legs. And you'll notice that you never actually see Grumpy Cat move in this movie. The cat is either being held up like, hey, I have a talking cat meow in front of the camera, or it's just laying on a pillow the entire movie. Anytime you see a cat move, it is totally a stunt cat. Yep. Which I or puppet, because there's a lot of bad puppets There are in this. Some, yes. some very obvious puppets, yes. I had I did not know any of the um, the cat having an affliction or anything like that. I just thought it was a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when when the cat is perpetually just sitting on a pillow and staring up into space, I I was I started to wonder why what's what's wrong with this cat. And then John filled us in, and I got a little sad for the cat. So to be honest. does someone have to like sit grumpy cat like in a litter box, or does she just like poop and pee herself and then? Oh no, this got too real. <laughs> this is probably a, a question for when we interview Grumpy Cat's owners, but we're never going to do that. No. So we might as well just. She ask. has grumpy diapers. Yeah, of course. Poor kitty. And yeah, that is that. Yeah, that's definitely taking it to a, a place of reality that I didn't want to go. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, it's fine. But I will say this: it's probably really beneficial for anyone directing animals because you know cats are notoriously hard to direct because mm-hmm. they're cats. Yeah, they don't care. They're, you know, you, it's, training them to do anything that isn't beneficial to them is, is really difficult. But when you have a cat that can't run away, it's yeah. got to be, I mean, the, I imagine a, that the, as far yeah, as shooting I mean, hours filmmaking. are concerned, it's probably really easy. Yeah, it, if you can read cat body language, the cat just goes in every scene from between agitated and terrified, and it never gets anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Its ears are back for 90% of this movie, and its eyes are really wide. Yeah, um, and... I, I think uh, I noticed in a few scenes, I think they were holding food to try to direct because, you know, like she would look around and stuff. And I think they were trying to direct her with food because you could see her nose like yeah. moving like she was like smelling something. So they were probably holding like some fish or something in front of her. It would have been nice too if they had picked its nose at least once because there's a couple of scenes where it's just you can see the boogers right up in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, this may be giving the film a little too much credit, but they actually did a pretty good job of, of cutting to grumpy cat reacting very in a you know very specifically in certain scenes to where it it was almost kind of impressive i just had a thought grumpy cat is essentially playing the part of deadpool in this movie um I, for <laughs> pretty those much of, yeah. for those of you who are not familiar with comics deadpool is the merc with the mouth who yes. breaks who is the only comic book character that realizes it's actually in a comic book right uh, he realizes he's in a comic book and yeah so the the cat would you know really every five minutes the monotony of this movie is broken up by uh, Grumpy Cat addressing the audience. Yes. And it's not the only yeah. ones. Um, whoever the pet store owner is stops and turns. That's right. It is, it is a total Kevin Smith move of he, just, like we're in a terrible lifetime movie, turn, stare at camera. Turn, yeah. wave, and grin. Uh, and then the, right at the beginning, he pitches, well, how are you going to save? I guess we didn't mention the C story, which is they need to save the pet shop. Right, right. By selling the dog to pay the rent mm. so that the shop, yeah, they have the dog version of Hansel from Zoolander, and, sure. and the dog is just like, "Hi, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a supermodel dog," and it's like totally some guy trying to be Patrick Warburton. Yeah, that, that's who I thought of too when I first saw the dog. It's funny, and yeah. he's 
coming out and a totally like not I'm too sexy song is playing. Yeah, she'd be like, that would have been so good. The dog is like making. I think the dog was making his own like noises like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's walking around going boom, 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 dog, 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 dog. For a a film whose plot is so pencil thin, there's there's a lot going on to complicate things. Yes, yeah. and one of the things that I want to bring up is that this really could have been a movie about anything. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't have to be a, like a Paul Blart-esque mall heist. It could have been, you know, some kind of family family uh, reunion Christmas special, or it could have been an actual, like, Pee-wee's Playhouse-esque Christmas special. But no, they had to go and do, like, Home Alone in a Mall kind of Well, they're going to save those for the sequels. Yeah. I guess. I think once the two crooks get out of jail... Um, they will attempt a um, Home Alone 2 home invasion movie where Grumpy Cat will have to set up a series of traps in their house. And, Grump and Alone. Oh, boy. Grump, it's, Grump yeah. Alone. It's going to be like Bone Alone. Yeah. Bone oh, yeah. Cat. Oh, that's awful. Oh, I hope Kevin Sorbo comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I found myself laughing out loud at this movie far more than I was expecting. I was more I was expecting. Yeah. than I thought I should have yeah. been. Well, it was mostly Aubrey Plaza's really stupid one-liners followed by meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we deduced that every time she delivers a sick burn to anyone in the film, she she always ends it with a meow, just to remind us that, oh, it's a cat. Yeah. yeah. She's a cat, and it's harmless. Don't, don't worry, kids. You're not allowed to talk like that. That's only the kind of language cats can Who use. was this movie pitched to? Because it was on Lifetime. You think it's a kid's movie because it's a talking animal, Home Alone ripoff. Yes. But it was on Lifetime. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's full of, like jokes that it's there's a kaiser sose reference yeah and yes. there's two of the characters argue about who the best van halen singer is and they argue between whether it's hager or sharon that's not no 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 one under like 30 is going to get that joke right and, and there's a henry v reference immediately followed by an a-team reference yeah so i mean the audience for this is all over the map this is the kids are going to force the parents to watch it yes and the parents are just gonna be like the, the parents did they, did they are, just make a shakespeare joke yeah they're well the parents aren't gonna notice that but the grandparents might um, depending on who they're, yeah, I, I think I think this is a family movie in the strictest sense. Where if you're forced to watch it, at least there's something right. there, for everybody. Yes, is it the Animaniacs of talking animal? Uh, well, an- Animaniacs kind of usually went the route of just here's a dick joke for people who are paying attention. Right. right. I was thinking of something more like Rugrats, where Rugrats just has entire episodes about Apocalypse Now and what <laughs> the horror. Yeah, what four year olds gonna get there? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I got that at 18 and thought that was possibly the most brilliant thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it does have a feel of some of the more subversive cartoons. Like yeah. it, it like this is a movie that realizes that it is a piece of shit and it is going to attempt to be the most subversive piece of shit ever. I feel like this is a case sort of similar to Home Alone 5 where you know, I'm sorry. There was a Home Alone 5? Yes. We we watched we, it. We reviewed it two episodes ago. In Home Alone 5, we, we noted, or John noted, that it seems like there are maybe ten people working on all of the jokes in the script, and only one of them actually knows what jokes are, because every once in a while something will connect. And it feels like that one person might have been Aubrey Plaza, because it sounds like she's ad-libbing everything that's, that's, that she's saying. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think every time, it's, I mean, the whole thing feels like this very generic sort of Christmas heist movie kind of thing. And they said, they gave it to her and said, okay, what can you do with this? What, you know, they basically asked her, I don't think they may not have asked her, but I'm in my head, I think somebody had to ad lib and punch this thing up because there's no way that they calculated this so completely. 
kind of interesting is there's a number of scenes in which the grumpy cat is not in in shot like grumpy cat is for the most part just with crystal mm-hmm. um yeah and the child actor who plays crystal is manageable like she's not yeah, she terrible is. right i think they're essentially chewing the scenery in, in most of these i mean it's it, they're all playing caricatures um, yeah and i think f- given the limitations of the script and what their motivation is the three bad guys do a pretty decent job I mean, it's not yeah. clever. It's not Shakespeare. Just bumbling um, crooks. Bum- yeah, it's bumbling yeah. crooks who, who, I think they realized early on that they were giving off a, a very gay couple vibe. Yes. Um, especially when they throw in fourth bad guy? Question mark. Um, the fifteen-year-old uh, oh, mall oh, owner. Mall owner. Like this guy is like I, I. I'm assuming he's nephew of the producer. Who's like. Uncle Steve, you gotta put me in the part. Well, we were gonna have an old cranky guy being the person who owns the mall, but I guess we can try to fit you in old cranky guy's suit that's too big for you. Right. And then you can have a sort of homoerotic subtext with one of the three guys creating a love triangle of jealousy in a very brief scene which goes nowhere and has no actual repercussions for the story. No. Not even after they sort of halfway almost try to kill him by throwing him off the balcony. Yeah, they shook yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> shook knighted him. <laughs> but here's here's the I from that kid. I more got the vibe of like Scooter in the early Muppet Show, where he's totally the mall owner's nephew, and he has yes. he throws that kind of power around where he doesn't have the power, but he totally can go tattle to someone who does. You're right. Evil right. Scooter is a really good way of of describing because when he was talking to him, he's like, "I'm going to my office." Well, it's really a cubicle. And it just gave off that vibe of like, you know, I am totally someone's son and that's why I have this job. Yeah, yeah he starts off definitely being kind of like, it's just a weird film. There's something a- really schizophrenic about uh, how you think it's going in one direction and then it still goes in that direction, but it doesn't get there in the way that it probably should have. Right. They overcomplicate it. Every character quite a has bit. like that one thing that just throws it off. Like otherwise it would be a completely like just normal, boring, random character. But then um the mom, the girl Crystal's mom, starts to worry if maybe her daughter needs therapy. Or... No, I think that's a complete yeah, that's a that's a really weird thing to throw in towards the end. Yes. Like if you're gonna have mental illness be a concern in a movie you probably should have brought that up midway through like for instance this is what should have happened crystal tells her mother that she went to the pet shop regular work day but now the cat's talking to her that would be the impetus for the mom to bring crystal to the party so she could keep an eye on her right then you get some guilt because crystal's mom's essentially trying to get drunk on nog enough to hook up with you know what is he he's the elf he's the 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 disgruntled elf. elf yes um, and that's when Crystal runs away. So, like, that concern that the cat is talking should have been played in mm. far more. But that's well in the last act. Like, and, that they, is... and they even set up in the, in the early going that, you know, the mom is divorced and they've, they've moved to a new town. So the girl's trying to make friends. And when she's the first friend that she makes is like, is a talking cat, a talking cat, <laughs> um... <laughs> which is the other movie that I would I would have recommended for the marathon. Okay, I want to point out the flaw in Crystal Can't Make Friends. Okay. The first thing we see when Crystal walks into the mall is everybody in this fucking mall knows her by yes. her name and is friendly towards her. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's waving, hi, Crystal! Como esta, Crystal? You know, the um, only people not friendly to her are, like, the three mean girl characters who are in her class. Right. right. Yeah, she's not good with socializing with people her own age. That's 
That's the problem, that's not that she's problem, not yeah. an unfriendly person. Right. So Which I just want to I just realized we had this is like totally a magic Santa though. He is. Cuz yeah. like the the Santa who is Russell Peters, the com- comedian, he shows up out of nowhere and says, "Oh, I don't know really work at like Westbrook Mall." And the other Santa goes, "Westbrook's been closed for years." Yeah. Westbrook. <laughs> but Westbrook burned down on this very night <laughs> 18 years ago on a full moon. Uh, that didn't happen, but no, not quite. <laughs> and what I think is kind of fun is they definitely play with the magic Santa trope. Yeah. Um, they by... they do go to the Westbrook. Westbrook's been closed down for renovations, but but they have Santa disappear after the wish is made. Yeah, but he's hiding. Yes. Essentially, he's just curled up in a ball on the ground. She goes, "I can see you." No, you can't. No, you can't. He rolls back over and like, that's it. He's yeah. gone. It's not like, you know, right. He's stage magic Santa. Stage it magic just Santa. Doesn't yes. happen when he wants. He's to middle school talent show and, magic Santa. But he gives her this magic coin that she can use in the wishing well to make her special Christmas wish. And it's totally just guilt. It is. It's it's guilt. It's very nice guilt. Probably yeah. dark chocolate or something good. Um, but he also then pitches where you can buy these because this is where he bought them. And it's right. a super like convoluted fucked up URL too. It's... But it's the actual, but if yes. you follow that, you can go to its website and yes. buy. It yep. is real because this movie is nothing if not a giant piece of product. Oh, if you actually, it's a shill. If it's you actually shill. watch it on Lifetime, the entire time at the bottom goes, live tweet with Grumpy Cat. Magicalchristmascoins.ca.co.uk.canz.com. And dot com is not dot com. You actually spell out D O T C O M. What's his name on 30 Rock? <laughs> dot com. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she comes in. She has, uh, we see that um, she's gone to the mall. She says she has a job, which she doesn't go to very quickly. I think if she's going to show up that late to her job, she's probably going to get fired. Well, it sounds like she's kind of a volunteer anyway, because at, yeah. at the end he's like, I'm going to dock your pay. She's like, you don't pay me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a really a job. It's just the place I think she, she I think goes. she shows up and plays with the puppies. It could be like an internship or something. I think it's more likely that mom has a job as a waitress in the mall and her daughter has to actually stay there and keep yeah. like do something probably, until it's yeah. time to go yeah. home. I think yeah. she's essentially like... I need you to stay out of trouble. Right. Arcades don't exist anymore. Why don't you go and, and handle the animals? Please don't bother me at Chili's. Yeah. 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 Like redneck Chili's. Everyone's wearing plaid. Yeah, where where was where was this place? The town was called Louiton. All it, the cars had, no, Ohio. had an Ohio had Ohio plates, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to Google map Louiton, but L-O-U-I-E-T-O-N does not exist. Yeah, Ohio, a.k.a. East West Virginia, or West West Virginia. East West Virginia. <laughs> no, East West Virginia is regular Virginia. Yes. <laughs> West East West Virginia. We're going to yes, have so many yes. mad people. Before she goes to her job, that's when the wish happens. So yes. that's like yep. the she impetus to start it. But we don't, we've already been introduced to all the animals. Actually, that's something we should talk about. Yes. Grumpy Cat actually introduces all of her animal friends in the very beginning the entire cast of animal characters all at once yeah yeah so yeah grumpy cat's in living in a pet store because no one wants to buy her and the two people that bought her returned her and because she can't walk she just lives on a pillow at a pedestal in the middle yeah, of the she like it's like on a cat tree in the middle of the I, grumpy cat's inability to actually move is never directly addressed but when we find out midway through the movie when they try to sneak into the mall to steal the dog grumpy cat is just sitting on a pedestal in the middle of the pet shop. Hasn't moved. No one's worried about Grumpy Cat wandering a pet shop full of other animals because Grumpy Cat can't move. But you see the stunt cat walking around. Yes, there is a stunt cat. Yes. So, in the movie... only appears in dream sequences. 
Yes. Okay. No, no. The, the the one instance that the stunt cat shows up is when the the two rock star guys are chasing them through the the sporting goods store. And yeah, the, the cat runs out of the tent. tent. Yeah, the right. cat runs backwards. Oh, out of the you're tent. right. Yep. Yeah, but right. Otherwise, it's just, it's just in the fugitive joke scene. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, so I take that back. here, here are the the other pets in the pet store as I've written them down. I cannot read my own handwriting. There was Carla the snake. The car, but what the gopher snake? Carla was the happiest snake on the planet. Yep. And she is a Hispanic stereotype. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Very much uh, the. Playing up the sort of Sofia Vergara sort of yeah uh, voice, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would also very like distinct. to point out that that poor snake um, has a very raw nose from rubbing against glass um, a lot. That's something that that happens. Sorry, I took care of a lot of snakes. Um, <laughs> that snake this definitely gets mistreated throughout this movie. That poor mm. thing. <laughs> no, this is interesting though. I like to we, know stuff like we, this. We didn't uh, we didn't think to look to see if there was a um, a Humane Society logo at the end of this movie, did we? Did anybody notice? No. no. Okay, so as I'm, far as we know, most of these animals are dead now. I, I assume if if there is one, it's going to say no grumpy animals were harmed in the making of this film. Right. Mm-hmm. What's even sadder than, than having to see that in a film is when when you see it and it says uh, the American Humane Society monitored all pet or all animal activity, which means that animals were harmed, harmed. and they couldn't legally say that they weren't. Yeah. Right. I don't uh, know if you ever watched the movie um, Food of the Gods. Came out mm-hmm. in the 70s. Um, oh. It's based off of, a, I'm pretty sure it's an H.G. Wells story. The idea is that a food is given to the animals and they all grow to enormous size. There's a, a scene in there where I'm pretty sure you, you see them shooting rifles at these giant rats. Oh it's just God. someone taking a BB gun and shooting um, regular sized mice and them oh. just filming it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's horrible. Gross. Wow. Um, but Carla's not the only uh, animal that they name. Far from it. There's also Jackie, a super hyper uh, Jack Russell Terrier. Yes. Who's is also what the the dumbest dog in the world. She That's says. pretty accurate yeah. for a Jack Russell Terrier on both, yeah, yeah, yeah. both yeah. hyper and dumb. Yeah, yeah. It it was actually just a Jack Russell Terrier stereotype. Right. I, I don't feel like that one was aiming like the voice. I don't even remember what the voice sounded like. I think it, it was, was just it was just a high pitch like hey 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 look at me guys yeah. hey hey what's up you and know he was just a dog that's fine yeah he gets his big scene where he he goes goes through the guy's crotch he goes so, he goes, so he goes is... ham on a dog yeah yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> Am on a dog. <laughs> Is that how you get the dog to take it? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah. Um, but there's also Wilson, who's a very stupid parrot. Oh right. Yeah. Anyone want to talk about the parrot? Okay. Check off reach, the parrot. Reach for the sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Wilson is a uh, a erudite parrot who. He has a kind of a British voice, and right. because he reads the newspaper underneath him every single day, he he learns a lot of things. But um, he will say whatever anyone says, and the only apparently the only thing he can say is "reach for the skies" because the other other pet shop employee every time he sees him is like "hands in the air, sucker." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. he's ever taught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who who I guess there's it should be worth mentioning that that there are is one actual employee in the shop other than the owner, and uh, he is. He's the worst employee, he's according to the owner. He, he's essentially a, out of, straight out of Clerks. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just... Uh... If we ever Rosencrantz and Guildenstern this movie, um, it's going to be like from his point of view, a la White Castle. It's, what's, what's his... Was his name Carlos? Corbin. 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 Car- I think Carlos was the, was the taco stand guy. Of course. Oh, well, Carla was the snake. That's why I think that's what I'm thinking. No, Alejandro was the... Was Alejandro the, was the, yeah. the taco yeah. stand guy. Yeah. Alejandro but, uh, has a moment to shine a little bit later on. He, yes. he does get his his day in the sun. But um, Corbin, I imagine his his version of this movie is just leaving Grumpy Cat out in the open and then going home to play Xbox or something. Yeah, 
He just... probably tortures the animals when people aren't looking. Yeah. Well, Not out of cruelty, but just because he was bored. Yeah. Mm. Well, the the pet store owner even even openly admits at the end of the film that he hates Corbin. Yeah. He really hates him. But doesn't give a good reason why he keeps no. him on. Right. Corbin knows stuff. He yeah, this is the last stuff. Secrets. <laughs> um, but... Like where he got a goddamn million dollar dog. Yeah, that is never explained. <laughs> yeah. no, no. He's it's like, not. we have this dog and we're going to sell him. He's worth a million dollars because how their breed is super rare and he has a bloodline of champions. Where did he get the dog? Yeah, because never explained. He is like months in arrears. Like he has not paid his rent in ages. So if he is, you know, so either he ripped it off from somebody or he just found it. Right. Or we're missing a whole section where he like won it in some amazing like turn, uh, like game of chance. No, I got it. I got it. So he ended up finding the dog in like a suitcase out in the middle of the desert, and now Anti Chinaerg is going to kill him. No country for Grumpy Cat. Oh, what's the most I would... you've ever won at a dog show? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great is if you could just put in uh, what's the actor's name with the hair, um, the bad guy in uh, No Country, Javier, Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem. Yeah, if you just put Javier, Bar- Javier Bardem wandering just in the backdrop of this movie, oh, God, with just the, with the cattle gun, with the cattle gun. Just in scenes, in reflections, and the idea is that, like, it, it wasn't the main guy. Corbin is the one who found it. Corbin accidentally grabbed the wrong case. Oh, God. Uh, he got the wrong case. I love how we're having this conversation as if we, we all understand that this is not the movie. We yes. had to create our own fiction to make this film worth watching. And in this poor people okay who... to stuff a dog in a suitcase, yeah. apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's really po- important suitcase. to point out that this dog, uh, uh, Jojo, is not a Jack Russell Terrier. is a very large... It's like a very collie or something. Dog. I don't I missed the breed, but it, it's apparently a million dollar breed. It's is it, one of the champions. In reality, it's a million dollar breed, or in this movie, it's a million oh, yeah. dollar no, breed. It, ah. it looked like maybe like an Afghan or something. I like. think it was one of those things where they just made up a they just made up a fancy sounding breed. Yeah. Like, again, how on Rugrats Spike was like an Afghan bloodhound or something like that. No, it was a Siberian tiger hound. That's what it was. Oh yeah. I have a question. Uh, yes. How long was this movie? Do we? It was this eighty-five movie? minutes. It came up to two hours if you watched it on TV. Yeah. Gotcha. That really didn't feel like an 85-minute long movie. Not really. Mm-hmm. It really did feel a lot longer. Yes. Um, I, well, after the initial sort of shock of Grumpy Cat being the narrator and doing her thing four or five times, that wore off. And then just the movie just started without any Grumpy Cat in it. So all of a sudden, the middle portion of the film just starts stretching and stretching. Well, that's because midway through the movie, you get the twist. Yes, and it's like you get what, what you feel is what, what's going to be the end is, you know, she saved the day. She's helped the security guard. Like, you know, he, the security guard is going to help her save the day, save the dog from the two bad bandits. And you turn out that the security guard is, in fact, the mastermind. The king bandit, yes. Which is, <laughs> you know, filmmaking 101, guys. Um, if you're going to have that twist, don't show the two bandits attack the security guard tie him up, listen to him complain, and unplug all the stuff, because right. we... I mean, who, who They were, like, putting on a show for someone, so if someone happened to wander and they'd see him tied up, but it's like, they could have just said, hey, George, okay, we're gonna tie you up now, just sit here. Right. And they, they didn't have to put only put, up, put on the hands in the air copper actually... show. But it will explain something that we, we mentioned really early on, not in the show, but when we're watching right. the movie, is why was the mall unlocked at 8 o'clock at night? 
uh, after everyone had gone home, it was really easy for everyone to get in. The, the door was just open. Right. No one seemed surprised by that. And I guess it's because the security guard had, in fact, left True. the door. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. was the mall closed at 8 o'clock at the night? That seems oh, the, regular mall, the regular mall closes at 9. It might have been. I assume because it was, <laughs> it was the holidays and they have holiday closing hours. Oh, that, that makes would... sense. I guess. I, oh, yeah, unless it's the night it... before Christmas, and then they got to stay open later, don't they? Yeah, well, by the way, say, this movie like does take place later. at Christmas. You yes, don't really we're... know it other than like cutting to a Christmas party every once well, in a while. It, right. Yeah. Other than the fact that it's called Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, and the fact that the girl gets a magic coin from a magic Santa, and then the two shots of, or the two scenes of the mom being at a Christmas party, this is really not a Christmas movie it, at all. It, this, no. you, what you just described, if you take out the word cat and place in kid, you just described Home Alone 5. Grumpy Kid's Worst Christmas Ever? No, that's the exact same thing with Home Alone 5, though. You don't know it's a Christmas movie, except they keep cutting to a Christmas party with... That's true. With drunk... Yeah. What's his name yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ed Asner. With, with Ed Asner. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they do they do take advantage of the fact that this is a Christmas thing, because this didn't really need to be a Christmas movie, I don't think, because I think... I think at the time they made it, Grumpy Cat was still pretty popular. They could have put it out pretty much at any time and had just said, "This is the Grumpy Cat movie." It could have been and Grumpy like Cat's that, worst movie ever. And I yeah. feel like they, I feel like that one's still coming down the pike somewhere soon. I think one of the reasons you put it at Christmas is because Grumpy Cat specifically says this is a mall. It is a there's a it's it's really weird for a film that specifically tries to sell you product placement like mm-hmm. overtly sells you product oh, placement yeah. it mentions corporate greed and um yeah and, and it, holiday it, selling it basically says like one of the first lines of the movie is this is a mall this is a part where people go to forget the true meaning of christmas yes. yeah yeah and she actually uh says later in the in the movie you know makes a a quip about uh greed is the foundation for our uh our economy basically like because there's our, two things there's greed and there's evil yes. one is the basis of our of our economy and the second is just very bad yeah it, it makes sense because greed for lack of a better word is good yeah oh man if instead of a snake it was a gecko <laughs> uh that would have worked really well he, he could have made the speech and he could have even done it in, in an australian accent and it would have been perfect oh god it was a fictional australian well yeah it, <laughs> hmm. Putting on airs because the gecko is in on the plan. I would not be at all surprised if there was one other accomplice in this. I mean, it, there's there were too many cooks in the kitchen to begin with. I'm surprised uh, one of the animals was not. An I think I think yeah. I think the gerbil yeah. mouse was. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't oh, even talk about the the, the, the gerbil, gerbil didn't do anything. I just realized he they, just, he was just look, check out the hamstrings on this hamster. That's yeah. all they had. That's the yeah. So when they, they the freed movie. everybody, they just left the gerbil in there. Just, yeah. Gerbil was not, I guess, gerbils are not great actors, I think, no, on in general. Probably not. But it's important to note that the gerbil was doing a very bad um, Eddie Murphy accent yes. uh, via Shrek. That was, yes, that was, was. That was, there was nothing subtle about that. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, he's the last one we, we have to mention on the list here. We've gone a long time without talking about the rest of these animals. That's okay. Lance is the name of the gerbil. Right. Which, which Grumpy Cat describes as a gym rat gerbil. Gym rat Because gerbil. all he does is run on his little treadmill all day long. And then screams about, you know, hey, look at me. Look at me on the treadmill. Yeah. And uh, he, he is located directly next to um, Carla the snake. They, yes. they have the cages next to each other, <laughs> which is probably the reason she has that nose. Yeah. Um, is because to get to that you rat. do not put a rat and a snake next to each other. Cause no. It's bad for the, the rat. It's bad for the snake. Yes. Pet Store 101. 
<laughs> Unless you want both the rat and the snake to be active for the people who are buying. Right. Which I'm betting they did. It's it's probably true. It's probably true. Though the snake is far more likely to strike at your hand if it's smelling rat when you put your warm hand inside its kitchen. Oh, I didn't hmm. know that. That's why you never feed uh, a live uh, mice and rats to snakes um, by hand uh, because if it gets used to warmth coming into its cage mm-hmm. um, as a signal for food, you're more likely to get bit. If you feed it frozen mice and rats after thawed, they're less likely to bite okay. you. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I saw a video on Facebook not too long ago where a dude was like feeding a shit ton of snakes. Were you watching Road Trip? No. Oh, was it the one where he's just sm- like sm- smacking the cobras out of the way? Um, that, the, with all all the drawers and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're all cobras. Okay. Oh, yeah. Every God. single one. Of these, he's just kind of casually. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. The it was, the, it was kind of amazing. I, I guess they're like for venom or for antidotes or something. Or it's possible. Yeah. Any any venom expert will tell you um, when you're dealing with that situation, it's not about whether or not you you are going to get bitten. It's not. It's it's not if it's when. Yeah. Like, that situation is you are going to get bitten. It's going to be gross. Yeah. Largest collection of venomous reptiles in the United States is in Wilmington, North Carolina. Really? A, uh, there's a, a, a fun little, I can't remember what they call it, Serpentarium or something like that. Huh. It's a cool tourist, tourist attraction. Neat. It smells like fear in there, though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been bitten a couple times by uh, um, babies. <laughs> he's bitten by babies. <laughs> he just got gummed a little bit. So... <laughs> That's what we d- didn't have in this movie. It needed was was more babies, like just attacking people randomly. <laughs> my babies is gonna be my or, band name, or just children in general, because I don't think Crystal really counts as a child. No, I feel she's like a teenager. I feel like this movie, what this movie needed was some like we did have children. We had this montage of store Santa with different kids oh, on their lap right. asking oh. for really weird stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, the the two that I can remember off the top of my head were. These two, I guess they were Chinese twins. twins. They were certainly Asian. Very rotund. Yes. And they were asked, what were they asking for Santa for? They wanted a Porsche is the one thing they mentioned off yeah. their list. And they had a huge list. And then Santa says something about he had to go home to his mom. And the kid's like, yeah, we're going to go there too. She's a good cook. <laughs> no, I said, you live with your mom? We also live with our moms. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't figure out if they were talking about they, were, they also lived with Santa's mom. Is that what they were trying to say? <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's yet another story thread that, that unfortunately we didn't pick up on. Hey, it's 2015. These are non-traditional families. <laughs> there you go. Who are we as podcasters to judge? Exactly. Yes, we, can, we, we cannot judge. It's it's, it's uh, not our place. No, that's, um, that, no, judging is like literally what we're here to do. Okay. Well. Then fuck those guys. Certainly. <laughs> I hate them. Certain things we're judging, certain everyone. other things we are not judging. We are not judges of character, we are just judges of movies. Um, speaking of pants-shitting terror, though, I want to talk about uh, Grumpy Cat's worst fear. Because Grumpy Cat, at a certain point, I mean, she, throughout the film, she reminds us that she's been returned to the pet store twice. twice. And to be exchanged for a goldfish. For a goldfish. And the one time that we keep seeing over and over again is, is her sitting there with this little boy who... Um, it's just, he just like, the kid, she, he's like, she just sits there. It's like, yeah, that's, she like, just sits there all day. And yeah. it's like, she has feline dwarfism. Yeah, she's going to sit there all day. Also, that's just what like lazy-ass cats that's just, do. Yeah, that's just no, that's what cat. cats do. Yeah, that's true. That's what cats do. <laughs> um, but at a certain point, she starts to have kind of a, a little bit of an existential crisis, and she has this horrific dream sequence in which she's bought and then returned again. And after, I guess 
the third time is the charm, and she's taken to be euthanized. God. Oh, dear God, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. Drew, like, blocked it out. Holy crap. That was terrifying. You're right. It's the, 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 uh, the oh, vet. Man. The vet's like, don't worry. Don't worry, you won't you won't feel a thing. And she's right. looking right into the camera at yeah, you, at you, at, at you. you, and it's just this. She puts like a little really mask creepy on. puppet that looks similar to Michael Jackson in the Thriller video <laughs> when it gets the contacts in the eyes <laughs> of this cat strapped like splayed at an angle with like yes. wrist straps, and the 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 gas mask comes down over the cat's muzzle. And it cuts to a profile shadow shot yes. of yes. a writhing cat body being gassed to death. Yes. It's Thank even, you for it's reminding me Even of that. worse than I'm that, sorry. though, because Crystal puts the idea in the cat's head because Crystal's like, well, you got to help me. What is going to happen if they shut the pet store down? That's, that's right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And as the scene was playing out, I just imagined like a little uh, ticker going across the bottom of the screen that said, please visit your local animal shelter today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dead tweet with Grumpy Cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Christmas ever. Hey. Last last chance. Yeah, if it ended there, there are a number of times where if it had just ended there, it would have been mm-hmm. amazing. Like the nature film, for instance. That, right. The nature film that that we never saw the uh, well, we, the majority. Well, we, eventually we did, but in the film, it it goes to commercial and it comes back on Grumpy Cat's Jungle Safari or something uh, like that. Serengeti Cat, Adventures. Serengeti Cat, Adventures. Cat Adventures in the and Serengeti. And she's wearing this little like the little pith helmet, and she's got the little the jacket on, and they're puppeting the cat around on the screen, and they they show footage of of uh, hippos for a bit and then in no 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 not just hippos a hippo mating ritual yes that's right that's right but then our copy skips ahead to the most amazing point in the film <laughs> it just skips from grumpy cat going wait this is in the movie and then it skips to the grumpy cat and the girl in a car in a Camaro with all three of the robbers and the dog in a, a little hatchback. Having like a Mexican, like a like a, a game no, of chicken, yeah, a game of chicken, and like the the aspect ratio, like like shortened or I'm not sure what the phrase, ter- term is, but like yeah, it was like letterbox, yeah, like letterboxes, yeah. and it and like the good and the bad and the ugly music plays, and we're like, wait, what did we just miss? <laughs> this is a testament to how fractured this film feels, in that it felt like we were missing something, but at the same time, I think we were all okay if that was just the natural progression of right. the film, right? Like if they could come back to commercial for real on that shot we would have been none the wiser right, it's like, well okay. the cat could have popped up and said you're probably wondering how we got to this point you know what yeah. let's just roll with it and right. you would have been like alright okay. whatever <laughs> hopefully it's almost over and then you made the observation that that should have actually been the beginning of the film if I were directing this movie uh, my life would have really turned out a lot differently than, than it has <laughs> Um, and but if might have I was, still had you on the podcast to talk about your decision. It's probably true. So uh, it was this or suicide. I figured eh, might as well I had a couple of hours to kill. No, I, I, I think if I were directing this, that's how I would have started the movie. Like certainly like a, like it would a reindeer games esque like flashback of how did it all come to this? Yeah, 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 yeah. What went wrong? What led us to this point? Um, and like, and then happy with. Here's the mall, Grumpy Cat. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, I think what's more terrifying is the fact that Grumpy Cat was the one who stole the car. Um, yeah, <laughs> in, in actuality, yes. Like, not a joke. No, actually, it was a joke. No, yeah. That, that because was a... one, oh, of, the, oh, one oh. of the tropes of the thing is Grumpy Cat has these dream sense yes. sequences where Grumpy Cat is actually allowed to be mobile. Yes. 
Right, There's a right. lot of these things where it's like Grumpy Cat's running or shooting a gun. Yes, shooting a gun. Yeah, paintball yeah, oh, gun. Yeah, the paintball scene. Yeah, yeah they, when they go, they go out and hide in the sporting goods store, and like the little girl straps up in like full on like commando gear with a paintball gun, and then it cuts to Grumpy Cat using a little like tripod mounted like like paintball Gatling gun. Yeah, all yeah. Uh, all a Ram Rambo and, and and doing remarkably well with it too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the cat is allowed to do certain things. That we just kind of take for granted because, yeah, grumpy cat. Right, but that was like a short little fantasy sequence right. where the cat wanted to steal the car, but then the cat was like, "Hey, take this car," you know, and the girl. Steals yeah, yeah, it. that's not really what happened, but come on, it would have been cool if it was. It yeah. didn't need to be a fantasy sequence. It, I mean, again, if the cat had actually stolen the car, I would have been totally cool. It's true. Well, yeah, you, you definitely get the feeling that at this point in time, it is just the uh, the uh, suspension of disbelief. That right. We are uh, right. We're willingly beyond the pale. So we there, might there's as well. a talking cat. So. Yes. Yeah. You know. Magic um, Christmas coin. It's like a it's like the Christmas episode of any television show where the rules of that reality just get chucked out the window. True. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. It just and doesn't it, matter. About like an hour into the movie, they suddenly remember they're not actually on like ABC Family, and they can swear because then like they just have the the security guard like screaming just junior it. varsity curse up a storm. Yeah. For like for like a minute segment, he's like, "What the hell are you guys doing? Cut that crap out!" And it's like. Wow, you didn't swear at all through the rest of the movie, and it's weird that you just loaded them all into this one speech. Well, he also said, oh, no, we're screwed. One of the bad guys says we're screwed, and then there's another one towards the end. I mean, I smell crotch, I guess, is just kind of... That's like toilet humor for kids, I guess. Yeah, yeah, when a a happy dog screams it, it's funny. It's cute. Mm -hmm. When when a grown man screams it, (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I think, Run away! Yeah, I think in a if this was actually ABC Family, the dog would have said "I smell butt" and bit yeah. the other side. A- absolutely, yeah. That yeah. that dog was vicious about crotch too. Yes, yeah. There's some real crotch enthusiasm. Oh, and then there was the joke about you know what what if the security guard went commando? Oh, <laughs> oh and then he touches him. Yeah, he reaches over and yeah, touches like, him. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Like they are, they are really not interested in in uh, dissuading us from the fact that the two rock stars are probably gay. But, but he checks a girl out. They specifically show a woman walk by, and one of the guys checks her out and whistles or does something. Or no, no, he just like kind of muttered like something. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm going to assume that that was they. They probably looked at their cut and went, "Oh boy." <laughs> he's got he's got to objectify a woman here guys he's got to you know <laughs> at the, least once. the two men in the tight leather pants who are having really interesting uh, relations with every right. other male lead in the movie yeah there's there's only two women in this movie well okay if you include the cat there are three women and a couple of friends it's like jurassic world yes. like yes. the only the only uh the female characters in there are, are tertiary at best Film has a this film actually has a leg up on Jurassic World because something terrible doesn't happen to one of the female characters. That's true. That wasn't Audrey, Aubrey Praza in Jurassic Park, right? No, it wasn't okay. her. All right, that but, would have uh, been that would have been a really good um, connection. It was, uh, but Chris Pratt was in it, right? Yes, and he right. he was her love interest. Oh no, I was I was listening to someone else um, do a review of the movie saying how much more fun it would have been had that character been Aubrey Praza, and that was the first time I'd heard the name. The the the, yeah. pro- the problem is is that like it it's it's just weird to me how like people are like oh it's the first female death in a Jurassic Park movie and it's like it's kind of weird how vi- it's not it's not weird that it's a female death it's weird like how violent it is I think they're making up for all the potential female deaths they could have been putting in uh for that one yeah that was definitely like we're watching this going this is, this, she's still dying and it's been going on for like. A good forty seconds. And com- yeah, and considering how many commandos just get offed in a second, yeah, you know, it's it's really jarring. But we're not 
here to talk about Jurassic World. We could. Jurassic World cast, you know, is... Grumpy right Cat's worst the... dinosaur park ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, you could give all those, because it's all about genetic manipulation, you could give all of those dinosaurs... Female um, dwarfism? Female... Uh, <laughs> feline dwarfism. Female dwarfism. Female dwarfism? Fe- female feline dwarfism. Oh, um, oh. And then it would have been... You wouldn't have to worry about the, the dinosaurs escaping the park. They could only eat whoever came close to them and actually reached a handout. Oh, God. <laughs> if it means a film... And they can't reach too far. It's just, uh, I do want to point out the course. total, like, Wayne's World fake ending that they do, but they do it way too early in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Oh, that's yeah. Right, yeah. There, is a, there is definitely a... And I think it could have gone for at least one more fake ending. But explain yeah. that. Explain what happened. Uh, Grumpy Cat's like, so this is where the movie ends. We could have ended it like this. And it shows, like, the guy stealing the dog and, like, oh, blackmailing right. the dude. And then, like, then it shows, like, the, the two guys buy a tour bus and go on tour and get all the groupies. And then the fisherman, uh, or the, the security guard becomes, like, a retired becomes a fisherman. And he catches a dolphin or something. It's a swordfish. swordfish. Yeah. I'd like to point out something about that. That's actually the second time in the movie that happens. Because Grumpy Cat... When the another major point is the reason they're chasing them to begin with is when they steal the dog, they leave their car keys. And the, she gets the car keys. And the girl gets the car keys. Yeah, we're about as fractured as this film is. <laughs> yeah. well, but Grumpy okay. Cat's like, here's what we should have done. And she gets on her bike. Oh. She goes to the police department, and they arrest them immediately. Yeah, that's they become right. a hero. That's so get the thing. But this is what we did instead. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's it's a, it's a very uh, very clue thing to do. Like yes. This is, this is how it could have gone. This is here's how here's what actually happened. Oh, and then he could have ended it with the boyfriend going, "I'm going home and having sex with your mom." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, why aren't we in the writers' room? <laughs> we, we are could be having so much fun with this, and it would be it would be entertaining, and people would actually watch it. I kind of want to meet the people who wrote this. Like, I'm kind I of curious. Let's find them on Facebook and or Twitter, uh, and and, and, them. and <laughs> heckle them mercilessly. <laughs> Ask them about um, when are they going to pay off their degree. <laughs> Is it, how's it working out for you? Actually, they're going to make someone way kill more themselves. Money. How, how are those student loans treating you? It's like, well, we wrote a oh. Grumpy Cat movie. Yeah. Right. We wrote a Grumpy Cat movie. What did you do? We made fun of a Grumpy Cat movie. <laughs> we, we, we reviewed it for a podcast. Why? Because uh, we hate ourselves. <laughs> because Same reason you climb Mount Everest, because you want to die on it. <laughs> It's only as long as it's a 3D experience. Oh, you want to die watching Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever? I want to die on a copy of it. It's the movie they show old people at the end of Soylent Green. <laughs> Shh, you're not going to feel a thing. It's just it's a silhouette of someone putting Grumpy Cat's DVD case right in your face. And just smothering you to death with it. So they just keep speculating the face like, you're dead now, you're dead now. It's like, no, I'm, no, no, I'm not. It's like, yeah, you are. No. It's still here. You're not Santa. Stop it. <laughs> I got a, oh. a present. Oh, we can talk about the ending, I suppose. Well, they catch the bad guys. The girl plays the game of chicken with the the guys in the hatchback, and she wins. They go crashing through some some like photo booth or something. Yeah, like like the, and... the one hour like photo a... stand that Robin Williams works at. It's the guard. It's the guard. The guard house. The guard shack. And yeah. the, they actually... look like a gingerbread house or something. Can we can we back up just a second just a to moment. to talk about um, the fact that she's driving uh, the Camaro through the mall? Yes. And Grumpy Cat builds up the idea that she's going to crash through the yes. through the doors and sending um, shards of crystal everywhere. Yes, which, which crystal... is a poor choice of words since crystal is the name of or, the female lead. Or it's an amazing choice of words. It is. It's true. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, it's again like The Simpsons, where you, you're you know the kids watch it for the the butt gags, and we watch it for everything else. Yeah, exactly. So of course she gets out of the car, hits the handicap button, the door opens, they drive and then out. Grumpy Cat makes a joke about how they didn't have it in the budget, which I actually totally believe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But then references the budget of smashing the what she calls a cheap prop for the purposes of excitement or something. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I just want to say something about The Simpsons real quick and about watching it when I was like five years old okay. and then going back to it later. Because in one of the first season episodes, there's the one where Bart's trying to get cupcakes off of a high shelf. I think it's when Lisa's trying to like train him like she's training a hamster to like... And it's totally just a complete shot-for-shot reference to a sex scene from A Clockwork Orange. Really? Yeah, because like, he's, grabbing, he's like grabbing that. up for cupcakes on the shelf and it is totally like Alex trying to grab some girl's breasts when she's like on the bed. <laughs> That's incredible. Is it the, the high-speed scene uh, where he takes the two two I, back to his room? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go watch The Simpsons tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons, it, like the first, what, five, ten seasons, I guess, of The Simpsons is like a perfect like master class in film studies because they basically reference all the important classics. Yeah, from... I, think, I, I think it's argue that you can do season three to season three through seven is like, the wonder years right and then maybe three to 13 or the good stuff yeah i would say you starts... can go up to about 15 or 16 of just like you can pick a good episode here or there before it's like you know don't bother anymore so here's the question i feel like i have to ask you does this movie have a christmas message of any kind other, yeah other than please buy grumpy cat stuff i think it's what's interesting about it is i think it has it almost has a feel like a subversive christmas message a little bit yeah, yeah. On the one hand, it is very much uh, calling attention to sort of the the consumerism and sort of the the cynical side of you know what what Christmas is quote unquote about. But then at the same time, it is that very thing that it's making fun of. If if you call it a Christmas message in quotation marks as the trope yes. of you know at the end of you have a moral, no, it doesn't. No, absolutely. Not. Because does she reconnect with her mom? Does she learn a valuable lesson about friendship? She gets, she gets a cat. She gets a cat, yeah, and and her mom thinks that she's mentally ill. Yeah, that's that's and, exactly right. And Grumpy Cat does not learn a lesson of any kind, does she? No, Grumpy Cat's the one who gets the message when it gives the Braveheart speech. Yes, but then backtracks and explains that getting together and being a team and being a family is really important, especially if you buy the Grumpy Cat swag and wear it. Oh, so it, it it talks about you know hashtag team grumpy yeah absolutely all the animals, all the animals immediately revolt as she says that boo grumpy cat swag sucks yeah yeah team grumpy sucks it, it really feels like almost like an episode of the Simpsons where they know they have to do product placement uh, you know like in the best traditions which is Wayne's World the Simpsons and Thirty Rock where they right. have to do product placement and they incorporate that somehow into. Um, them saying, screw the product placement. Here's where we're talking about it, but they're definitely right. almost yeah. anti. And to be fair, it is pretty funny on occasion when they do it and they do it well, but it doesn't really escape the fact that they're still doing it. Yeah. I, I kind of, especially with as, as hard as, as they shill like grumpy cat t-shirts and hats and this golf balls. This movie tried to sell me panties with a cat's face on them. Yes, it did. It tried to sell you a magical Christmas coin that could grant you wishes, which I actually think, because that website is real, is the most devious and kind of low-handed um, product placement yeah, in there. You can get yeah. that coin with your own message engraved on the back for $30. Yeah, that yes. that to me is a kind of the low point of this film, which is a really sad thing to say. It's a, it's yeah. a very low hurdle to... Yeah. 
you know, jump hurdle to step across. It, it is. It's, it's, it's very talk boy esque. What, John? It's very talk boy esque. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's the Home Alone product that doesn't actually work, but hey, we'll sell it to you anyway. <laughs> Still want a talk boy. Um. So where on if we're gonna wrap this up, I guess where on the crankometer would we place Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever? I feel like this it, is only tangentially related it, to Christmas. It's more so... interested than being a grumpy cat mo- in grump- being a grumpy cat movie than it is in being a Christmas movie. Definitely. Yeah. I think Christmas is the perfect vehicle to self stuff and it draws oh, attention yeah. to that fact. Yeah. I think you might not have gotten anyone to watch this unless it was a Christmas movie though. I don't, I don't think anybody would go for a grumpy cat movie. Everyone would go for a grumpy cat Christmas special though. Yeah. I agree. That's true cuz they really don't make like 4th of July specials or eat or TV televised Easter, Easter specials, or actually Easter might have been a good grumpy cat vehicle. It could have been a Halloween special. Maybe she does wear a lot of costumes. That's I, true. I think what's interesting about it is because it's grumpy cat and grumpy cat. The whole point of grumpy cat is it doesn't like the things that you normally like. It is very much a grumpy cat Christmas special yes. because yeah. it takes everything that you would normally find in a Christmas special and kind of inverts it to the I hate that kind of stuff. Let's talk about the worst part of it. Grunky right. Cat is not not an evil creature. It doesn't usually delight in, in the pain inflicted upon other people. It could have gone a different route with that. Yeah. It could have. It um, could have been a lot more um, mean-spirited than it was. I can't remember where you... One through ten on the graph? It's, it's ba- whatever it's we like, feel like it it's, it's, it's yes or no on... So if it's I Christmas think it actually not. has a like a caveat rating mm-hmm. to it. I would say it's fairly low on the access for Christmas, mm-hmm. but then in parentheses, kind of higher. Like, it's like it has a secret, like, oh, God, I don't want to call this a punk movie. Um, oh, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> but it... It feel like I can't decide if like it's mildly subversive. Maybe I, it's definitely subversive, or it wants you to believe it's subversive and it's reverse subversive, where it's like they're trying to get you. Teenagers are yeah are are like they're too cool to for this. So if yeah, you, it's like let's tell the teenagers they have to smoke. Yeah. If this Just, if this special could wear sunglasses, it would. Yeah. That's, layers that's upon kind of layers. Like, that's sort of how I feel about it. Um, so, Drew, I've, I've drawn for you a sort of okay. a, a mock-up of the, the crankometer. We actually, sure. We haven't actually uh, created one in a long time, so this is sort okay. of a, a theoretical mock-up. But uh, the X, the Y, no, the X axis is Christmas. Christmas. The Y axis is quality. So, a good Christmas movie like Die Hard would go like right up in the right-hand corner. So, I feel like Grumpy Cat is almost. It's barely into the Xmas category. And I don't think it's very good, so I'm going to put it maybe... Not the, it's not the worst we've seen because it no. didn't entertain us. It, it did entertain us. We did giggle and laugh. Let me it ask is. you how you define quality. Is it a well-made movie? No, did it entertain no. us? No, did, did it, it entertain me? Is it inter- entertainment value versus Christmas? That's how it probably should be. For me, I would actually say I was pretty entertained by this film. Like right. I, would, I would give it plus or minus right in the middle of it uh-huh. right. because... I went in thinking that this was going to be the longest whatever amount of time ever. And I, I, we laughed. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch this movie again. I'm hoping that I'm not given the opportunity to watch it again. (laughs) But for instance, if a choice between this and maybe another bad film came up and there were other people who hadn't seen it, I would almost recommend it for how weird it is. Yeah. It's, 
much rather subject people to this than fucking Christmas shoes. No question about yeah, that. Yeah, I actually, I actually kind of enjoyed it. But you'd have to, like, I would have to watch it with you guys. This yeah. Is, right. If I'm ever, for instance, at Christmas time and I'm watching this home alone, I am probably putting a gun in my mouth shortly <laughs> Something thereafter. Something has gone wrong with your yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is this is not the this is not the show that you watch by yourself at Christmas time. This is not going to become a anyone's Christmas classic no. ever. But I probably would charge people two bucks a head to watch it in a group. Yes. Yeah. The the thing that I kept sort of comparing this to in my head was this is like a a, a Sharknado movie almost, where the mm-hmm. the whole the whole allure of it is how tacky and and supposedly or not supposedly actually terrible it is yeah and that's what you're coming to see you're not coming to see you know a cat learn anything about christmas you're coming to see a sardonic uh stand-up comedian voice over a a cat that's being puppeted around a screen during a a holiday heist when grumpy cat is not on the screen either real or puppet i don't care about this movie no yeah like the, the plot of the movie is predictable and stupid yes but when you know the the meta humor of it is on. I actually it's, really enjoyed it. Yes, it and, it's almost sort of like Mystery Science Theater in that way. Like when they're not making jokes and then they're just letting the movie play. I could not tell you what the movie's actually about because I don't I don't pay attention. Again, to go back to talking about a writing team and like one of them knowing what's going on. There's one of the writers who is very much in agreement that this movie doesn't need to exist without Grumpy Cat because the scenes without Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat will just pop up in a little bubble in the corner and just start. Riffing the movie herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, ab- you're absolutely right. If that, if Grumpy Cat was simply a silhouette, you wouldn't know that it was Grumpy, <laughs> and not but... not a writhing silhouette either. <laughs> a silhouette being killed, yeah. being euthanized. If it was just a silhouette, this would be a, a, a far different film. Yes, the lovely bones starring Grumpy Cat. <laughs> the Grumpy Bones. Only if Stanley Tucci comes back. Yes, because the kids love him. <laughs> No, you got that back where he loves the kids. <laughs> oh, someone's going to give me hell for that comment. Um, so I guess that's where we stand on Grumpy Cat. If it comes on TV next, this coming Christmas, and I'm around a TV, I might sit and watch it. Much like Home Alone 5. If there I, are people. I would only... Yes, if there are other yeah, people. Yeah, I, I would only have it on with, the, with like the prequel sentence, hey, come watch this bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually a little curious to see how this movie plays out with actual commercial breaks. Oh yeah, because there are they're built. I mean, it's designed for TV. There right. are this is not a movie in in any sense. There mm-hmm. there are actual commercial breaks with Grumpy Cat in biplanes with uh, flags. Say uh, like we're gonna sell you stuff now. Yeah, yeah. We're saying like all right, like if anyone's still watching, I'm sorry for you or things like that. Yeah, yeah. With very you know very tongue in cheek, but also like kind of true. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of true. I did want to just. Every time a commercial break happened, I wanted to pause the movie just so we could say, what the hell are we watching? (laughs) I'd like to point out that we frequently paused the movie and went, what the hell are we watching? Well, yeah. But I mean, I wanted the opportunity of commercials to come up naturally so that we could have that conversation. This is like one of those things like The the Talking Dead where um, you would show this and then you would just cut to a panel of people just going, I I feel really uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what do you think, Gary Shandling? Uh, just, no. Hydra. I was kind of disappointed by the Grumpy Cat Ice Bucket Challenge, because this movie totally came out last year. I was hoping for either someone would dump water on the cat, or the cat would dump water on other people. That cat was terrified. Yes. Yeah. That yes. cat, so they're, they're, the cat's in the background. Okay. And First things first, though. Uh, on the DVD, there is a feature called the Grumpy Cat Ice Bucket Challenge. And yeah. we were... We were reticent about actually clicking on it before the movie. Yes. 
I think we were all secretly hoping that they would dunk the cat into a bucket of ice. I water. was expecting people to stand around. And the cat would just like push buck, like a cat puppet would just push buckets of water on people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, can I also like to point out that the people. the trailer for three of the movies at the beginning of this are all films that were most likely going to show up on this podcast later. Yes, you poor. Oh. Poor bastards. And, um, so, I, I don't want to give away too much, but there are two words that I will say right away that I guess you can take or leave as you will. And those two words are Medea Christmas. <laughs> oh, I, I have two other words. Gummy bear. Yeah, gummy. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to see gummy bear. Okay. Um, like, that basically looks like a cross between the big Lebowski meets food fight meets um, fear and loathing. Oh, Christ. Like, if... But if, it's also a children's Christmas movie in between all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to know the story about how Gummy Bear loses an ear. Yeah. And has a terrible five o'clock shadow. And is running around in his orange underpants the entire yes. time and wearing nothing else. <laughs> and... Do you have your, <laughs> your interest peaked? <laughs> Stay tuned for a and... future episode. And whether or not and or how this is in any way related to Christmas. Yeah. Because apparently it is. Meh. So, I think, yeah, I, think I saw Santa in that. That's probably what happened. It's probably like we got to go rescue Santa from the thing. Oh, so I'm betting he's the gummy bear that falls out of the bottom of Santa's bag. Of gummy yes. bears? No. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, your predictions of My what... predictions of, 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 of what uh, the movie is, yeah. Who who gummy bear is and why he has anything to do with Christmas. And we're, you're now you're just, like, writing cool. TI-83 calculations. No, no cool I, I'm, I'm doing an XY. I think if, if you're rating it, you can't... Like, if you actually gave it a rating... Oh. Um, so I'm thinking... We didn't even think about this. So it's it it would be, like, a 3-5 for me, I think. That, that's my rating. So the X, on the X rating of it's Christmas, it's about a 3. Because it's not complete without Christmas. But, Wait, that's a negative 3. Yeah. Oh, you're zero right. Zero is right in the middle. You're right. Yeah. So it would be a negative 3. Negative 3... Uh, negative three, three zero. Oh, zero. I get you're saying. Yeah, all right. Negative three mm -hmm. zero. Okay. I was really bad at math. <laughs> but no, yes, the, I, the quality. No, the, or you put the quality right in the middle. Right? I put the quality right in the middle because yeah. yeah. I, okay. I actually don't think uh, I was really entertained. Um, the meta based humor off of, based off of my expectations. The meta of this. humor cancels out the actual quality of the film itself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I have a question. Let's compare this to Christmas with the Cranks because that's the movie that I think is like the most like. Okay, these are actually funny people. Usually, they're just not trying. Right. And this is like these people like it's kind of different because they know they're not trying and they're anti-trying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different. It's not these people are just like oh, I'll just phone it in and get a paycheck. These people are actually trying to make some. These people are these people are going look how much I don't care. Yeah. This is this is almost like Asylum made uh, Asylum almost, presents. Yeah. At Christmas. Yeah. It almost has a a a hipster. Uh, yeah. This is very ironic and very detached. And actually, it is not not a bad hipster parable because they are making references to films that really shouldn't have anything to do with this. Right? Yeah. What does Grumpy Cat say? Like this guy is one limp away from being Kaiser Soze. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Which which is wait, if you think about it, it's a shame that he didn't mention that about the other rock guy who actually got shot in the foot. Yeah. Right. And then by the end of the movie, remembered. Oh yeah, I got my character got shot in the foot and starts limping. Yeah. He's he he does a whole <laughs> midsection where he doesn't. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, come next Christmas, if Grumpy Cat's on TV and I can convince at least two other people to watch it, I might try. Yeah, don't watch this by yourself. No. <laughs> Bring supervision if you're yeah. going to watch this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Professional supervision. No one will believe you when you try to describe this to them if you watch it by yourself. No, no, it's that's... kind of like going to look for a unicorn, you know? Like, yeah. Make sure you have uh, and a then backup. your mother will ask you if you need help. Yes. Yeah. 
I'd like, yeah, I mean, it's like we probably could talk about the implications of where this, where the sequel would go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's going to be like Return to Oz. It is going to start <laughs> with Crystal in an insane asylum getting shock treatment. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. And then they put Grumpy Cat to sleep. And then they put, yeah, and it's, it's just going to be everything starts talking to you. Oh, that's, oh. I'm imagining a sequel for this basically just being Gremlins 2. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they're stuck in the mall. It's a grumpy, that, grumpy cat. Grumpy cat is stuck in your computer. That and like the people who are making it are just openly like, like they they are just one step away from putting a banner that says "fuck you, Phil Goer" in the back of the, in the back of every shot. If, okay. Joe Dante presents Grumpy Cat, if, if, a new batch. If, grumpy cats. It's a female cat. It's true. She like, could have grumpy kittens. Oh God. Oh, there's there's space, space grumpy, grumpy kittens. buddies. Oh my God. Grumpy buddies. They're gonna have to find like a grumpy guy cat to be the love interest of grumpy cat. Guy Garfield. Right. He but Garfield. he will actually have to be able to move. Otherwise, that's gonna be yeah. some really <laughs> awkward love making. Garfield. Well. <laughs> See, I, I, just, I, I just have this image in my head now of of Crystal holding grumpy cat and like. New boyfriend X holding male grumpy cat as they run around together, let's, like let's, side by let's, side. I'm just not words here. Male grumpy cat is Garfield. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine. sorry. I just had a horrible mental image of like two people like holding the cats together. Not, not like mashing them together, like like the way you, you teach sex to kids. I'm talking about like. No, that's what we were all thinking. Side. Yeah. You guys are gross. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking there's probably pictures of Grumpy Cat and Garfield on the internet doing bad things with each other. Uh, to the internet! <laughs> yeah, if it if it sounds like we don't know how to review a movie because it's so fractured, it's only because the subject matter at hand followed next to no linear progression. No, there is yeah. no real structure to this, and there are so many awful things happening at any one moment that we can't possibly talk about them all at once. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about the plot, it's a heist movie in the mall. That's the plot. Yeah, it's, it's Home Alone with, with Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to have to be where we leave it, leave Grumpy Cat for now. Thank you. I'm certain there will be another. And when it comes out, when it happens, we will be there to protect you. <laughs> um, but until then, if you have any uh, questions or comments, please email us at xmascreeps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at, at ChristmasCreeps. Uh, come to ChristmasCreeps.com and tell us you know, what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong, because uh, I, I crave feedback. Because then, then that means somebody's listening. Yes. Um, am I forgetting anything? Facebook. We're on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Subscribe to us there. Leave us a message. Leave us a review and star rating. I have to like do the whole checklist or else like no one's going to listen to the show. And we're on Facebook. And we're on Facebook. Uh, just search Christmas Creeps. You can't miss us. We're the skull with the candy cane crossbones. Um, so if there's unless there's anything that I'm forgetting. No. John? What? Why are you looking at me? I'm just asking. <laughs> it's like you're is leading me any... on. Like, what are we forgetting, John? No, I'm just it's asking. Like, it's like it's there... fucking like sixth grade or something. You're not the Christmas creeps keeper. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> that's it for Christmas creeps. Come back next time, and Lord knows what we'll be watching. Uh, so for Christmas creeps, I'm Joseph Wade. I'm Karen York. I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> Oh, good night, everybody. Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas!